I have admired the speaking abilities and biblical knowledge of Father Ted since I've heard his first sermon here at St. Stephen's. Hearing his sermons, along with those of Les Hughes and our former priest, Mark Del Hughes, have always made me contemplate whether or not I would like to preach here one day too. So when my mother told me about having the opportunity to preach on Youth Sunday, I realized this would be my chance to do so. Through reading the Bible on my own, I have come across and read both of the lessons and the gospel lesson for today prior to ever considering preaching. The second lesson is a passage I have always particularly liked and read multiple times. In this lesson, St. Peter compares humans to stones, saying, And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. At first glance, this analogy may seem very odd and an inadequate connection. However, if you take time to consider the qualities of stones and their potential uses, then this analogy begins to make more sense. Stones, like humans, can be used for both good intentions and bad intentions. For example, in the first lesson, after St. Stephen proclaims his vision of God and Jesus before the religious authorities, he is immediately accused of blasphemy and dragged out of the city to be stoned. This is an instance in which stones can be used for violence and malice, just as humans can make hostile actions towards one another. Nevertheless, in reference to today's psalm, stones can be used to build castles and strongholds for safety. Be my strong rock, a castle to keep me safe, for you are my crag and my stronghold. This is an inverse example, displaying how stones, just like humans, can be used for good purposes, for, for protection and for safety. Stones can also be used to build bridges, carrying someone over the waters of despair. So we should all be like stones. Yet by being stones, we are not to be dead ones that simply lie in a field. But as St. Peter says, be living stones. By being living stones, we should look out for those in need, building them a theoretical bridge and carrying them away from their hardships. The youth group here at St. Stephen's does exactly this through the Hope Trips. They travel to underdeveloped areas and help the families in need by building and repairing their houses and providing manual labor. However, manual labor is only one of the many ways through which we can do this. Other ways to do so include being there for friends when they need a shoulder to cry on, providing advice in difficult situations, or something as simple as doing a favor for your neighbor. These are all things we can all do in order to follow St. Peter's advice and be like living stones. St. Peter also writes in the second lesson, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. This stone that Peter speaks of is Jesus. Jesus was rejected by the majority of people around him, and this eventually leads to his crucifixion. Jesus was rejected by many religious leaders when he taught in the synagogues, and was even rejected in his hometown of Nazareth. Although he was popular with the crowds, many of them turned away when the free food stopped coming and Jesus when Jesus talked increasingly about the sacrifices we all have to make in order, if we wanted to be his disciples. However, in the end, he was ultimately deserted by almost everyone at the foot of the cross. Therefore, he was rejected by society, yet he still became the founder and cornerstone of Christianity. This shows that good things can come out of bad events. Jesus' crucifixion, death, and resurrection founded the Christian religion. However, we all face times of hardship, just as Jesus did, 
although it differs for every person. We may feel it rejected, alone, or abandoned. I too have gone through times like this. When I was seven years old, my father passed away due to cancer. I felt that God could have no justification for taking him away from me. I was hopelessly confused. Even though my family was all around me, I felt alone. I felt how the disciples may have after Jesus' death. My leader, the person I looked up to the most, had just been taken away from me without any explanation. I felt that I was rejected. In the following years, these feelings had faded very little. It was unfair to me that I had to do yard work when all of my friends didn't. It was unfair to me that I had to clean the house when my other friends just had to clean their room. It was unfair to me that I had to do all of this work that none of my friends had to. But I had to become more independent and much more mature in order to live this new lifestyle. It was all the work that I had to do that really produced the benefits. I became much stronger, building up my self-esteem, resulting in me starting to play football in fifth grade. From the moment I stepped onto the football field and on my pads, I knew this was what I was going to love doing. It was because of all this hard work that I had to go through that I found one of the things I love most in life, football. Living this way also caused me to become more independent at a young age. When there was a problem in my homework I couldn't figure out, I never went to my mom for help, not to demote her mathematical abilities. <laughs> but I would work on it until I found an answer. And it was this independence that drove me to do well in school. Overall, my father's death was the most traumatic event in my life, yet it has shaped the person I am today for the better. I can truly say that if I had not gone through all of this, I would not be here in the pulpit today preaching to you, nor would I be the same person in any respect. Although we all suffer, there are benefits in the end. After all, Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price and gave himself as a sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins of the world. His suffering gave us life, everlasting life. Overall, when things are said and done, our hardships can result in a benefit one way or another. Whether we know it consciously or subconsciously, every bump in the road on our journey through life can make us significantly stronger. However, when we do come across these bumps in the road, no matter what situation we are in, Jesus will always be there to guide us and help us through these times. He has always been there for me, and I truly believe he will be there for you as well. Jesus explained this in the parable of the two house builders. He said, Anyone who comes to me and listens to my words and obeys them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man who, in building his house, dug deep and laid the foundation on rock. The river flooded over and hit that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But anyone who hears my words and does not obey them is like a man who builds his house without laying a foundation. When the flood hit that house, it fell at once. And what a terrible crash it was. What Jesus is saying here is that he will guide and support those who believe in him and follow his teachings. Faith in Christ is the foundation on rock, which kept the first man's house from falling down during the flood while the other man's house crashed. This flood represents the hardships we all go through. It is inevitable that they will come, both to those who have faith in Christ and to those who don't. However, Jesus will always be there to guide those who believe in him through all of their perils. So, I encourage you to build your life on a strong foundation of faith in Jesus Christ and the Father, 
so that he may guide you throughout all of your years. May it be so. May it be so. Amen.